What's up, friends? It's Mr. Adam X. You're listening to the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Bounds Network. Before we get started, please like, please subscribe. I know I beg for this, but this helps more than you think. Five stars is great. One star review, we'll probably post it on Instagram. Uh, please don't give us a one star review unless you really hate it. Tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Five star reviews are rad. Anything we can do to help improve it, uh, let us know. Slide into my DMs at Mr. Adam X. Tell me who you want on the show, who you think would be a great fit, who you want to hear an interview from, what you want to hear about. Have to give a shout out to my sponsor, Sierra Nevada. I still love this partnership. It's been so much fun. Uh, my friends love it because they're getting Sierra Nevada. They're getting beers. We go camping. We go riding. Everyone's got beers. We're having a good time. I'm having a blast with it. They're the official beer of camping. Uh, their summer break seasonal, from what I'm told, is amazing. little light, refreshing, malty flavor at the end. People are digging it. So go to the store, get some. If you do get some, tag me how you've been influenced on Instagram. We love that. It's really funny. Let us know. Let me know. Sierra Nevada is also doing a custom backpack giveaway from Free Range Equipment. Uh, they collab with artist Kristen McKeever. So follow Sierra Nevada on Instagram and find out how you can sign up for that. Again, it's a custom backpack giveaway with Free Range Equipment and Kristen McKeever. Sierra Nevada, the official beer of camping. My guest this week was one is my most requested guest yet, and I told him that, and he was very shocked and surprised. Uh, ben Michaels is my guest, aka Benny Mikes on Instagram at Benny Mikes. He's just an East Coast ski guru, uh, Adirondack guy. You know, he's he's one of those guys just like Alex Goff. You wake up in the morning and they're already out there. They already got it done. They already got their laps in before you even had your coffee. Uh, he just posted a video of him like absolutely shredding on his skis behind a boat because he's a whack job in all the best ways. He whitewater canoes, which is like the telemark of, of whitewater sports. Overall, super good dude. Great conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show, Ben. And here it is. Benny Mikes. Ben Michaels. Ben Michaels, yeah. you're on the podcast, man. You're Who are awesome. you? Who are you, my friend? Uh, I guess I'm Benny Mikes. Uh, skier, worker, liver of life. It's about. <laughs> I love that. Liver of life is good. I like. I'm going to steal that. Um, Thanks. You were West Coast. Are you originally? Because you're East Coast now. You're you're an yep. Ad, you're an Adirondacks guy. Were you yep. always an East Coast guy? Were you a West Coast guy? Did you come back? How'd that? What happened there? Uh, I was an East Coast guy. Um, went to college in the East Coast, and then right after college went out to the west coast to uh utah but yeah i went to college in uh Plymouth state university in new hampshire hey, did you grow up skiing i did yeah yeah i grew up ski racing actually uh, at a small mountain called west mountain close to my hometown of lake george and then uh went to whiteface after that and uh got a little more serious with ski racing and uh 
raced for a little bit in college. I shouldn't even say I raced. I uh, did preseason mostly and then found out did definitely didn't want to do that and made it through all four years without ski racing again. So. Why didn't you want to do that? Because it, I, I just, I guess just, yeah. Why didn't you want to do it? Just because you didn't want to ski race or because it was really hard and they were really good or you just wanted to free ski? Um, all the above. And, uh, yeah, I had a couple things happen with the ski team and kind of got into some rocky waters and didn't keep it going after that. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's got, yeah. It, the it, normal, uh, freshman trouble that some freshmen get into. Yeah. That's what you're so, I mean, it's yeah. the first time you're let out and they're like, Oh, you're an adult all of a sudden. So it's fun to hear that when you're like, yeah, I'm, I did what I was supposed to do. It's funny. I, I talked yeah. to Jay Kopfinger and he was a, he raced in college and then he stopped racing. Cause he's like, they're so good. Like he, yeah. like, which was fun to hear. Cause he's like, this guy's, I mean, he's insane scary skis for line right now. And he's like, dude, they are so they're at a whole nother level. Even the people who like suck on the circuit are so good at skiing. Right. Yeah. Like, especially in the East coast, the collegiate ski racing scene is like these people live and breathe skiing ice and like, that's all they want to do. So, well, apparently so do you, I, you, to do. I don't know. You came back, you came back to the East. Yeah, what true. brought you back East? Just work? Or... I, I, yeah. Mostly work and just being closer to my family. We're all based around here. Um, definitely try and find the pockets of the soft snow though, for sure. Um, try to find and ski as little ice as possible, but being confined to the weekends now, I kind of have to ski more ice than I'd like to. Do you find yourself skiing more resorts or are you more backcountry? I hate the word side country, but side country guy. Um, well in New York side country doesn't really exist. It's pretty much either resort or backcountry. Um, but I'd say like half and half. Maybe some more resort, but I definitely try and make it out into the backcountry as much as possible. But also the backcountry in New York is like, it involves like a eight mile tour in to get to the top of your line and then eight mile tour back or five mile, whatever. Yeah. Along way. Included in that is 800 foot of vertical that you got to actually ski. Right. Yeah. And then trees you have to duck under and yeah it's it's like a whole adventure every time you go which definitely makes it a lot more special do you find yourself doing more like mountaineering now with ropes or are you strictly like trying to keep it because you're in the dax right that's like the region that you're skiing because yep. some of the content i see coming out of there it's it's more than just ski touring i don't know if you're involved in this crew or not but like you guys are, some guys are wearing like harnesses and like rappelling in. And is that your wheelhouse or are you? Yeah, I'm getting, definitely getting more into that. Um, I dabbled around this year, but I have kind of a background in rock climbing, done quite a bit of that. And so kind of transfers pretty well and also work. I work uh, climbing towers, mostly cell phone towers. And so that's a lot of rope work too. And so, it all transfers pretty well, so it's something I'd like to incorporate more into my skiing, I'd say. You're the guy putting all those 5G vibes out there for us. Oh, yeah, cranking <laughs> it up for sure. 
<laughs> do you travel for work as well? I do. Yeah. Yep. I'm in New Jersey right now, actually, like southern tip of New Jersey. So pretty far away from the mountains, but it's kind of cool just getting to see it, like all the East Coast pretty much. Um, the hotel life's getting kind of old, but try and keep that to a minimum. Yeah, I just had that discussion with somebody. People who don't travel always envy people who travel for work specifically. And they're like, you get to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but living in a hotel isn't fun when you're not on vacation. Right. Yeah. Like the laundry starts to pile up and then don't have access to like your mountain bike and all your toys. So. Yeah. Like you get out of work and you sit at a hotel or you're hungry. So then you go out to eat, which people are like, oh, I love going out to eat. But you're like. Yeah, but when you have to do that and it's your only or you have like a horrible meal out of your your microwave, right? Like, yeah, I try not microwave meals, but I try and eat as good as possible. But it's definitely hard to eat as healthy as possible being on the road, just like tons of bars and good food around. So I try and kind of dabble in the area what good food is in the area, look on Yelp and stuff. Yeah, it's traveling's tough because it's one of those things that's beautiful. But until you've traveled for work and lived out of that suitcase, it's it's a very hard thing to relate to. It is. Yeah. But yeah, running and skateboarding on the road definitely keep me sane. I mean, you can run for you can spend a lot of time doing that or skateboarding. I mean, do you take it seriously when you run? Like, are you like no, training no. or you're just like, I'm going for a run? I, yeah, I'm just going for a run. Definitely not training. Definitely just trying to stay in shape for the weekends where I can go shred in the mountains. Did you do um, what's that big tour in the Adirondacks that's been going on now this year? It's like the Jack Rabbit. Oh yeah, the Johansson's last call. Johansson's I, last I, call. Yeah, I did not do that. Any um, plans to do that? Well, first explain what it is for people who don't know what it is. Oh, it's just an insane tour in the Adirondacks. It's uh, pretty much all the, a few high peaks and then a few like skiing destinations like Mount Marcy, which is the highest peak in New York. And then a lot of flat slash cross country skiing. But since you're doing the highest peak in New York, you want to set up that we'll be able to handle the downhill, but also on something that's light enough to go on cross-country tracks so that's a hard thing to take into account for that and it's just it's like freaking taxing and just a lot of mileage it's like mid-20s for mileage and i'm not sure the vert but definitely over three thousand, probably do you see yourself doing it next year yeah yeah i think so yeah um the conditions, the weekend out, weekends I was thinking of doing it this year didn't really line up. It was kind of just really warm, and those flat sections would have sucked. So maybe next year, if I can find a good window, give it a try. It doesn't sound fun to me at all, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with that. I don't really have fun with those suffer fests as much as I, I, I kind of enjoy just skiing and shredding as hard as I can when the slope is good and then suffering through the rest of it to get out there. But I always, after looking back, it's always very enjoyable. Yeah. Why do you think we do that to ourselves? 
if you had to explain it to somebody on like why you do that and there's no right really answer to this because I, I have like i try to answer it all the time because people are like why like why do you do that and i'm like i i don't i don't really know i have no yeah. idea as to why i do that there's definitely a few different reasons but i mean camaraderie probably is one staying in shapes another proving to yourself that you can do it is another i mean like i said it's a, like i never regret going out it's always a great time once you get back sometimes when you're out there it really sucks but yeah there's something about it though that's like indescribable to people you're like i don't know i don't i mean i know why i do it kind of but like camaraderie's good cuz i never really think about that but you're you're right because you rarely do these things alone or you shouldn't be doing them alone in general. And like, there's something about like, especially when you get like those morning tours in, like when you're up at 5 a.m. and it sucks because you're up and you're, but like if you can sneak one in and then everyone goes off to work, it's like you were right. in like this secret club of like people yeah. who did it. Like, oh yeah, I got a lap in this morning. And people are like, what? You know, like you, totally. you go to work and they say something like, oh, I already skied today. And they're like, what? It's 7 a.m. You're like, yeah, I'm in this elite club. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's kind of how it's been with mountain biking lately with me. I've been trying to sneak in like morning rides late afternoon. But so, I mean, you just got to do it when you can do it, I guess. Yeah. Are you a, do you find yourself. If you had to pick one, would you be a mountain biker or a skier? Oh, skier for sure. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like that. Ski, yeah, skiing by twice as much at least. I'd bike to uh, stay in shape for the ski season, I guess. But it's also a really fun activity. Do you have like a, you sound like you're serious about your fitness. Like I asked you about running and you're like, nah, I don't care. But you seem like. I'm just trying to not, I'm trying to not get too fat. I'm eating all this good food on the road. So I got to like burn it off somehow i, I love it like just being conscious of like being in shape like i'm i'm used to be in shape and now i'm just a shape which is totally <laughs> different <laughs> yeah um, yeah no I'm it's but what i'm finding is that i'm i'm my physical fit i mean i'm in shape but my physical fitness has gotten worse but my ability to suffer has gotten better so it's like it's kind of the same yeah, I feel like that happens with like everybody. They kind of in old age, like you see a lot of people start to enter endurance races and stuff, like forty and fifty year olds that are just like, yeah, I'm five years from know. forty, dude, and I see it. Like I see that line. I'm like, yeah, because you don't care. You're like, oh, like when you're twenty, you've never suffered. And I'm not saying my life is hard. I've been very fortunate, but like, even just like the first time you do like a one mile tour, you're like, wow, I did a mile, and then you're like. Eh. It's nothing like that's, or I did a 2000 foot of vertical day. You're like, yeah, that's fine. But the first time you do that, it's like a big deal. And then eventually you just do things enough. So the numbers are like, yeah, that's nothing. So it's a right, yeah. it's mental t and the old people are just machines. Like you go up to Mount Washington oh, in sure. the spring and you see these old guys who are like on garbage gear and like walking in like their ASICs with their boots, like, their ski boots like a framed onto their pack that's and they're fine and i'm in like this lightweight right. tech gear suffering and sweating and like 
it's it's just age, man. These guys are just tanks. It's and so girls, true, yeah. And girls. I mean, I don't mean guys, but oh yeah. Um, I mean, we're definitely getting like accustomed to the nicer gear. I feel like and forgetting what it's like to ski with heavy stuff. Are you a gear Everybody's snob? Kind of just. Uh no, I try. I mean, I try and like do the smartest decision, try and go light. Um, but I definitely like something that'll ski well downhill. What are you skiing on right now? I'm skiing on Liberty skis, uh, Origin One O Sixes usually, and those are actually like my favorite skis that I've skied on in a long time. Um. Uh, they're just like super light and super tough. And then I've actually just switched over to the uh, marker Alpinist. And so that's like a really super light binding for me. I was on the Dinafit Beast before, but it's definitely a game changer, I'd say. And when you lock out the toes, I didn't pop out once this year, knock on wood. So yeah, they say, one, say it was good. one pound on your feet is equivalent to about six pounds on your back. Yeah, that's crazy. It's insane. When you so, start thinking about like when you went from a beast to an alpinist, like how much weight that's, even though we're talking probably ounces, like, you know. Right. I mean, when you think about your boots, your skis and your bindings and like all of the rest of your gear adds up for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. And what about, I mean, you guys film everything. Like I'm looking at your Instagram right now. You guys have a ton like, do you bring cameras out there? Are you just using cell phones? Are they curated shots? Are you shooting them yourself? Like Mike Hayes. Yeah. I don't know if you follow Mike Hayes on Instagram. Yep. Yeah, I do, yeah. He photographs himself. Those are all his iPhone set up on a tripod, which is yeah, crazy that crazy to me. That is crazy. Um, no, we just do kind of shoot from the hip with the cell phones. And it tends to work out most of the time. Uh, that are gopros yeah it's great um, yeah you've got a ton of gopro footage a ton of like actual footage it's- yeah I, I try not i try and like slow down the pace as little as possible just because the days are so long out there like i used to live in utah and shot with some photographers a few times that would just take like a long time between every shot and to set up every shot and then i don't know I, I'm out there for the enjoyment of the skiing, for sure. Yeah, but it's fun because you share it, too. Like, you capture it and you share it. And I love it because I like... It creates, like, this jealousy, FOMO. Because I'm like, oh... Motiv- motivation? Hopefully. Yeah, and I don't mean it in a bad yeah, way. Yeah. I mean it in a great way. Like, I'm in western New York, so, like, I'll oh, get nice. a storm... And I'll get it. And I'm like, oh, I'll see what the guys in the Adirondacks are up to. Or like, you know, I'll see. And then it'll get to Vermont. And I'll be like, oh, they got it. Or they didn't get it. So it's fun. I don't mean it in a jealousy way or like a, but like these pockets hit weird in New York. And sometimes we get them and sometimes you don't. And you're four and a half, five hours from me. So it's funny and it's cool when people share it because you can see who got it. It's like we don't need weather reports anymore because our friends and instagram friends and followers are posting it so it's like a live report of like what's firing and where it's firing very true yeah so you do you ski a lot in like snow ridge no so our my home resort is holiday valley 
I'm 40 miles south of Buffalo. Nice. So we. Have, I was just in Buffalo this past weekend, actually. Yeah. Oh, we should have done this in person. No, I was actually. I know. I was in Utah, so I got back. Oh, sweet. I got back. I don't know Monday, Sunday or Monday. I got back. But yeah, so I'm in nice. Buffalo. So 40 miles south of here is um, Holiday Valley, which is like they're like number five on the east. We don't have. We only have like 800 foot of vertical. But we're huge. We have like 13 chairlifts. Like it's a big East Coast small resort, which doesn't make sense, but it's crazy. Spread so, out. Yeah. Yeah. And we have like, yeah, you can like go up and over, like into a valley and back up, which most small New York resorts are just like one hill, you know? Right. So it's cool. We have a cool, and we get a ton of snow. And yeah, I, the lake effect. Yeah, we get pounded. And like, I mean, I would say within within twenty miles, we have four resorts. Oh, sweet! So it's fun, and they all have like their own quirky things. Like one is Buffalo Ski Club; they still have a tea bar and stuff, and they get ton of snow. Um, and they don't have like the equipment to like make it nice, which is fun because when they get snow, it's like a war zone. It's not like manic- oh, yeah. it's not manicured and like you know, it's not groomed really well. Like there's like a patch. And then yep. we have a place called Kissing Bridge, same thing. And then we have Hollymont, which is the largest private resort in North America. And their grooming is like insane. So you can just like go lay trenches there. And then we have like nice. our mini Vale, which is Holiday Valley, which is like the, they're not corporate, but the corporate monster of our little group. But we get a ton of right. snow and it's, you know, we, we do as much backcountry. It's not backcountry, but like as much backcountry skiing as we can. And we just yeah. don't have a lot of vert. So like you just got to put laps in like we have, right. you know, there's six to 800 foot laps. So you just do a lot of them to put in a day. Yeah, definitely. And try and find like the steepest slopes possible. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Getting the, a lot of snow. And the funny part is, is like, there's not that many people doing it. So you don't have competition necessarily, but right. like I have a van and everyone knows my van. So like if they see my van parked somewhere for a couple days, that spot's blown up. Oh really? Cause like they know oh. that I did, like I'm doing the recent, not saying like I'm the guy, but like it's a small enough town and a small, like there's only a couple like Hills that you can, you know, North facing Hills that you can like ski. Well, so like I always try to like go in different ways and try to make like it's like cat and mouse, you know, I'm oh, sure yeah. you have some in the decks that like definitely. Yeah. You have like your secret yeah. spots that you don't wanna blow them up, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a not a ton of secret spots in the Adirondacks just because like the trees around the uh the ski lines that we have are like so dense. Um and most of the skiing we have are uh natural slides and so i don't know it's kind of getting more popular especially as equipment keeps advancing and like as knowledge keeps getting spread the spots are definitely getting blown up a little more but there's definitely a ton of spots that are still pristine do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing for the sport for the sport it's a good thing for i think um for you not so much yeah personally it kind of is annoying but uh for the sport it's like definitely spreading 
awareness. I'm not sure if like safety is really being taken in, in, into consideration as much as it should be. Um, just cause like you're going pretty far out there and it's like carry a body, an injured person back that far is a very hard time. And a, a lot of people are just, I think, uh, not really thinking, um, properly before some decisions but yeah how do you think we and again there's no answer to this but like how do we change that like what's it going to take to get people to realize that skiing is really fun but like really dangerous i don't i have no idea i think that's a really good question just because like i think new york's definitely been having a problem with people accessing the high peaks and abusing uh abusing the high peaks and so new york's definitely getting more strict with how many people they let in and where they let people in um and just i don't know definitely see some things in the adirondacks that are just like mind-blowing things that people do out there like just throwing trash all over the place and fires everywhere like cutting down trees I, I guess just uh, education is the number one thing that's maybe missing or there could be more of. Because, I mean, we definitely get also like people that aren't educated on in the mountains, like people coming from New York City and I don't know, we're pretty central spot. So and a pretty good destination. So we get a lot of traffic. But, yeah, it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, the trash thing seems so easy. Like, right. Like, you bring it in, you pack it out. Like, it's not, that one seems so simple and it's still missed and people are, people suck. But, like, I couldn't imagine skiing as like this false sense of safety. And, like, guys, you're like, you yeah, just bought true. all this equipment you don't know how to use. And now you're just going to walk into like, the woods which you don't know and like try to navigate through and then god forbid when your friends gets hurt do you have a contingency plan to get them out it's such a weird thing like i don't know i wouldn't go like i wouldn't do many sports without i wouldn't just jump into many sports yeah that's true like i probably wouldn't buy like a I don't know, a downhill bike and just go downhill mountain biking. Like you'd probably right. learn to ride a mountain bike first and like do the proper steps and like you build up to that. And skiing True. seems like this sport that people are like, I don't know, I want to get outside. And this year especially because it's just been Zulu. But like, I don't know. I don't know how we like, we almost need like this, the old cigarette ads or like Canadian cigarettes of like, I don't know if you've huh. seen Canadian cigarettes. They have yeah. like crazy, like, like scary warnings. Yeah, like, like it's can, most of the label is a warning. Yeah, like yeah. you can die doing this. And I don't want right. to scare people into not skiing or not going in the backcountry, but the amount of people that I've met back there or like came across who are just so unprepared. I don't I don't right. know I don't know what we can say or do to change that. And like yeah, because we all were, we all started someplace. Like, we all started with no knowledge, obviously. And so, I guess it's, yeah, it comes to being the person to do the research yourself. But 
then again, if you don't do the research, you're kind of putting others at risk, um, having to come out and save you or, or not being able to save your friends. Yeah. That's um, the big, yeah. cause that's what you don't think about. Like, Oh, I'll put myself in danger. It's like, no, if you get lost, you're going to put 40 rescue people in danger exactly, or, or whatever. Right. So that's, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I love talking about it cause there is no real answer. And I love, cause it just, it baffles me. Like I would never, like I would never do that. Even when I was naive, like I would, I, you got to crawl before you can walk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a pl- there's so many idiots though. Like <laughs> that, I guess that's just the answer, right? Like that in this world, yeah, yeah. There's just right. idiots, and that's the answer, and that's just what we have to live with. Yeah, I mean, if people have the choice, they're gonna do what they want. I mean, yeah, I just get but, nervous because, like you say, New York State is like, like don't close it, don't punish the people who know what they're doing. Exactly. And, you know, Yosemite just did a big thing with big wall climbing and like the locals are pissed because they're getting punished for right, the idiots. Yep. And it's yeah. and I don't know too much about it, but I know enough that like in the Adirondacks, you mean? No, no, no. At Yosemite, they're um, oh, yeah. they're wow. limiting things They're They you now Jeez. need a night. You need a permit to climb the rocks at night, which I guess you never needed. Oh. And like these guys, are like I live on this wall, like I literally right. live on this wall for summers on end. Like, so, Jeez. and, but it takes a couple people to just ruin it. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the Adirondacks, they just closed a bunch of roadside parking and oh, a really? lot of it is right. That. Yeah. For this summer. And a lot of it is right next to really good climbing spots. It's like the crag parking. And so. I mean, the climbers are kind of getting the shit end of the deal, I feel like. And then there's been talk of like being able to book a reservation. But if you come up on a bus from downstate, uh, you have like a 10 day pass or seven day pass or something. And that's the only way to get that pass. And so otherwise you're booking day to day. And that's definitely not going to be guaranteed because traffic is just going crazy, especially this last year. Yeah, I would say outdoor sports are up 30, 40%, which is great. I love that. But, like, I just, I want to, like, do you ever see that scene in Billy Madison where he's like, cherish it? When the kid's like, I can't wait till high school. And he's like shaking them. And, like, that's how I feel like I want to do to every person who's out there. Like, one, remember these times, like, because this, the COVID forced people to go outside. People were like, oh, right. I haven't gone for walks in years. And I'm like, cherish it. Like, you can do this when you have a normal life, but also respect it. Like, right. the trailheads are getting more traffic, more. I don't care if it's your garbage. Like, pick it up. Like, if it's a can, pick it up. If it's like, I get it. I don't want a bunch of garbage in my van either, but I'm not going to walk yeah. over it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, like growing up and everything i always wished like more people would go out and experience the outdoors because i had a great time like it's where i grew up and shaped me as a person and basically i like wanted to spread the word as much as possible like how awesome all these activities were to people that either weren't introduced to them or didn't have the ability to like get outside um but then like 
now that there's so many more people outside, I'm like, well, actually. Yeah, I want to be a little <laughs> selfish here, actually. No, it's cool. And yeah. I think it's ta- it takes people like yourself and myself and most of our peers, arguably, to just educate a little bit on. I don't think people necessarily know the impact that they're having. Like I, people know if they're just leaving garbage, whatever. But like even just walking off the path, like going right. like if you're you know, if there's a designated trail, stay on it. And you don't think it's a big deal if you don't understand, like, the amount of foot traffic this trail sees, no vegetation grows there because of that. So by you making a shortcut goat path, that destroys that veget. And, like, if I guess if you just don't know, you don't know, but it takes people like us to continue to, like, I don't want to be a... a go path cop when i'm out there but like I just, right yeah you just, don't want to be a dick like, no but, but just educating like, and right you know i yeah, shouldn't have to pick a, up your cigarette butts i don't want to pick up totally. like, just pick up after yourself everywhere you go like in what world can you just throw garbage on the ground like this doesn't it's not acceptable at walmart it's not acceptable in the forest like don't like just throw it out like don't and if the garbage is full you don't get to throw it out like that's the garbage is a privilege. And if it's full, you lost that privilege. And I, right. That bothers me more than anything. Don't just stuff it on the, on top and let it blow out. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's your trash. Like you can deal with it a little bit longer. Yeah. You brought it here. Yeah. It's not like a dirty diaper that you don't know where the origins were from. Even if it is, you had kids, you kids have diapers, take it yeah. home. That's on you. Oh, I'm saying if it's somebody. Oh else, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd pick up a. I might leave that for the yeah, birds. Sorry. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. Sorry, birds. Yeah. Sorry for surveillance drones. <laughs> you can eat that. Let's talk about. I see you're like an insane water human being, which I am like anyone who gets in a kayak and just gets tossed or a canoe is an insane human being to me. Yeah. It's actually definitely like one of the scariest activities I do. Uh, I don't really do as much like big water. I don't never really done big water kayaking, but I don't really do like as gnarly of kayaking as I used to. Um, Mostly stick to the canoe and uh, surfing in the kayak. But uh, yeah, it's like water is a very powerful thing and definitely have to respect it it will drown you. (laughs) Yeah. You will drown. Did you grow up doing that? Doing like canoeing, kayaking? Is that like a family thing or? No, that happened in uh, college. I grew up uh, like around Lake George on the Lake George a lot. Uh, On the boat, cliff jumping and stuff and swimming. Um, But yeah, kayaking, I started in college, actually canoeing, uh, whitewater canoeing. And did that uh, through college and then started kayaking after that just because whitewater canoeing is kind of a pain in the ass because you have to dump your boat every time it fills up with water, um, even though you have flotation in it. But uh, Yeah, but there's no skirt or anything in the canoe, right? Right, yeah. So, like, the cockpit area still fills up with water, so you have to dump it eventually. But, yeah, kayaking, you don't have to do that at all. Um, but, yeah, like, I had, like, a close call one time and – got trapped in a low head dam in a hole and like 
recirculated for a while, like again and again. And that I was just it like kind of freaked me out. Uh, yeah, I would <laughs> but, say so. I'm freaked out listening to it. Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I was fine. I was super exhausted uh, trying to like swim through it. But Were you with people? I was. Yeah, I was with a uh, friend of mine who I got me into the sport actually. And I like every time I came up for air, I'd see him like on the side getting ready to throw the throw bag. I was just fucking throw it. <laughs> Because he wasn't throwing it, but right, I, and eventually, like, got uh, washed out. And Did it spit river. you out? Yeah, I, I had to go like to the bottom of the river. Yeah, just yeah, blasted me out of there. I mean, did that but, change your entire perspective on white water? Or anything? Um, kind of. Yeah, just kind of opened my eyes. I was yeah, kind of definitely have to respect the water yeah i can definitely fuck you up yeah i water is like i got no white water kayaking for like a summer and it starts off mm -hmm. fun right like you can like do a little surfing and then do like you get a playboat right and you're like this is fun and then you just keep pushing it exactly and then you either yeah. have an experience like what you had and luckily got out of it but like i never got to that point but i just got like was doing nothing gnarly but like gnarly for my skill set at the time and i was like i'm good and like sold well, yeah, my yeah. kayak the next day and was like i'm done like oh uh, yeah 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 i mean you can't breathe underwater it's like that's kind of the limiting factor in that sport i'd say like if for any reason you like you go unconscious it's kind of like not good <laughs> yeah no there's nothing it's not good you're getting right. tossed by water. You have a helmet on and a flotation device, but like, that's not enough. You're like kind of in control, but not at all. Like even the yeah. pros are like, I mean, they're amazing and it's insane to watch, but like, you're still at like the mercy of the, the water. Exactly. Yeah. But it, you do like see the most beautiful scenes anywhere. Like, get taken to like go down a river and be in like this private little oasis on the river that you can only access by the river. I mean, it's definitely really awesome. Um, and yeah, just the water in general, beachy and nice. Yeah. I, uh, kayaking scares me. What's next. What do you have planned this summer? Any trips planned? Any big trips for winter? Um, I know um, you're, you're a worker, so it's, it, which I love and we talked about it a little bit before, but like you're working a full-time job. You, before we start recording, you're like, I'm a weekend warrior, which I love because most of us are like, unless like no, no, none of us are getting paid to do this. So it's fun to hear like, yeah, I work nine to five and I get out at five Oh one. I'm on my mountain bike and I get that lap in or whatever. So what's anything big planned for summer, anything big planned for winter? Um, this summer I'm going out to Washington for a week with my girlfriend, but just for enjoyment, nothing like crazy trip planned. You're not going to trick her into doing something crazy. I mean, we might. Yeah. <laughs> She's who I normally canoe with actually. So, and we, uh, we just got a dog too. So that's been taking quite a lot of time. Um, 
but he's awesome. It's been pretty, it's been awesome. Um, but this winter, no real trips planned. Uh, I definitely would like to make it east more this year, like Vermont, New Hampshire, um, if traveling allows it. Have you um, done Katahdin? I, Katahdin, I've never done, no. Yeah, that's like my, that's my bucket list east coast right now. I don't know if that's it'll happen. That's a big one, right? Yeah, yeah that's a big one. Um, I don't know if it'll happen next year, the year, but like that's like my... That's always like my loose goal. I never make any real plans for it, but like, that's always my loose goal. Nice. Is that is that like an overnight trip or? Yeah, usually you stay. You got to get permits to do it. Uh, you can get yep. a snowmobile in, or you can tour in. I would, I think I'd prefer to tour in, and you can like bring a sled, and you can stay. You stay at like a hut the first night, and then you can get in, and then you stay at a shelter. And then you can stay for like a couple days. So I think that would be a fun push, you know, fun, big trip. Cause Mount Washington's amazing, but have you, you've done tux or no? I have uh, a long time ago, not yeah. in a while, but I would like to make it out there next. I don't know. I mean, there's still some snow this year. I might even yeah, it's try skiable. and swing it. You could ski it right now. The auto yeah, road might mean, be open too. So you can even cheat it, which is even easier. Nice. That might be worth one of these weekends coming up there. Yeah, you could probably drive, park at the top, and then like walk over to Airplane Gully. That usually holds for a while. Nice. But have you ever slept yeah, up at Tux? Ever what at Tux? Like slept up there, stayed in the huts? No, no. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, That's you can awesome. winter camp. It's it's amazing. I tell everyone to do it because it's they have three-sided shelters and four-sided shelters. One, you just get more skiing in because you don't have to do the approach every day. Like, you're there. You stay right at Hojo's, basically. There's shelters right there. Yep. Um, and it's just fun. Like, you get to watch the sunrise and sunset, like, at Tux. Like, it's, yeah. it's cool. And winter camping, if you've never winter camped, is so much fun because it's just a different type of thing like you live in your sleeping bag and you hang and like right it's not you know summer camping is summer camping like it's right winter camping is a whole different beast but um yeah sorry i interrupted you winter no Uh major plans yet but no definitely want to just want to keep uh taking off some lines in the adirondacks too like there's a few quite a few lines that I wanted to do this year that I wasn't able to do. So just, just cause of work or cause year, of snow. Uh, both. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There, some of the lines, uh, around that around X is like pretty small window of skiability. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of exposed faces and slide paths. So everything gets wind scoured or sun baked reasonably fast but that also adds to the enjoyment and thrill of it. I mean, when it's good, it's good. Yeah. When it's good, when it's good on the East coast, it's like, it's hard to beat just cause like you're in the East coast and it's good and it's so rare and it's freaking awesome. Yeah. I agree with that a lot. And this year was good. Like, 
This yeah. was one of the best winters on the East Coast that I remember in 10 years, mostly because it stayed. Like we didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily long, but we had six to seven weeks of cold snow, no melts, no, we, did. we didn't have desolate, like there were some big storms, but I feel like our last couple of years we get like, oh, we get a foot and then it rained and then it would exactly. get a foot and it would rain. This was like three inches, three inches, three inches, three. I was like, okay, like it's okay. Okay. Like it just kept building, yeah. which was awesome. And then when it ended, it just ended, which I don't mind that because I'm, I'm okay. Like I don't need, I, as much as I love to like keep winter going, it's like, oh, I can pull out my road bike and like clean my, get my dirt bike out. Like I'd, you know, Killington just ended skiing, which is amazing. But also like my buddies who live there, are like, it's like a burden being lifted as much as they want to ski. They're like, oh, oh yeah, if they're open, I got to go. You feel bad right. when you go mountain biking because the lift spinning. So it's like this, I'm like, oh yeah, that. So when it ends, I'm like, okay, it's time to do other things. And I'm okay with that. Exactly. It is cool what Killington does though. I went there like a week or two ago and that was my first time going there in a while for spring skiing, but it's amazing. Like, it's so cool. It's a tailgate. Yeah. It's a, it's, I'm not knocking right. them at all. I'm just talking to my oh, yeah. friends in Killington. They're like, ah, like another oh, weekend. Yeah. Like another, and they love it and it's amazing and they're fortunate, but it's also, you know, normally we get like we, and you know, you and the Adirondacks, me and Buffalo, like, it ends and we have like that, that little mud season to like relax and kind of figure it out. Maybe do shit around the house or like just stuff you've yeah. been postponing because you go skiing when it's good. And so it's been funny to hear, but now, you know, it ends and the lifts will be spinning for mountain biking. So they will be boom right back at it. So it's funny to think about it like that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Killington for biking also is so awesome. Yeah, didn't biking. make it out there last summer, but have you biked there? I have. I don't think I didn't go last year because of COVID. I went the year before, just for a day. Uh, I don't. I'm nice. not a big mountain biker. I love it, but I'm not. I don't have a bike right now, so I can't even say anything. But um, I like road biking. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. I just. I really like road biking. I like bike packing. I want to load my nice. steel frame road bike with a bunch of shit and go and survive. That's Alex awesome. went and did that trip to Tux, and I was like, he he messaged me, and I was like, man, yeah. I would love to. Yeah, I would have been a slug that, on that trip. I wasn't in shape to do it. So, yeah, that sounded really intense. But it was amazing. I mean, it was probably amazing. Oh. I just didn't want yeah. to be the one to slow yeah. him down. So, uh, yeah, I actually tried to join in on that too, but there was a uh, I had like prior obligations and i couldn't go that weekend yeah just it didn't align i like could have made it work but i would have been like rushing and i was like no way that would i would have been a mess so i'm glad i didn't yeah glad they did it was fun to watch yeah it was yeah yeah i just started road biking too recently and it's pretty awesome like you get a lot more views than mountain biking yeah like tons of views and you can just there's something to be like you you can leave from like wherever you are like mountain biking got to load up True. you got to go to the trailhead depending where you live but like 
road biking, you can be wherever you are. If you have your road bike, you can just go and you can just end right back where you started. So it's, that's why I think I love it so much. Cause it's not I hate load. I hated loading my mountain bike and like you either put it on the rack or you put it on the back or you put it in your car and then like, I don't do right. shit. And then I get home, I got to clean it. I got like, yeah, I don't know. Just so. get ready. Getting ready at the house is, is nice. Yeah. And it's, it's like going places where you can put your ski boots on inside too. Yeah. Like there's something to be said with, there's something with to be said. That. And road biking, you can just like blip out for an hour. Like, right. You just, which you can do that with mountain biking, but like you got to drive there and you got to do like, there's so many more steps. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's all good. People outside is good. Me being outside is great. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. However you're getting out there, it's yeah, always a good time. I'm for it. But Ben, anything else you want to talk about? Where can people follow you on Instagram? You say you don't have much coming up for winter, but I'm sure your Instagram feed will be full of jealousy, creating POV footage and epic stashes in the Adirondacks. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely hope to shred as much as possible and hoping for a good winter. Should be pretty awesome, but I think it'll be around good. here. I think we'll be lucky yeah. again. Where can they follow you? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Benny Mikes is my Instagram handle. Benny Mikes, you were the most requested, my most requested guest to date. I want to have you know that. I said that to you prior, but I don't think we were recording. So, oh, I didn't know the most requested. Yeah. That's crazy. People wanted to hear from you, dude. So Jeez. thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for taking time out of your, I mean, you're sitting at a hotel in New Jersey and have to work tomorrow. So thank you for making it work. Yeah. Uh, yeah not doing much at the moment, but yeah, thank you for having me too. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Great. Thanks, man. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. Talk to you later. Talk to you. So that was episode 18 of The Pursuit with at Mr. Adam X on the Out of Bounds Network. At Benny Mikes, Ben Michaels, thank you so much. That was a blast. It was an absolute riot. I had fun. I learned some stuff. I didn't really know you could whitewater canoe. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, And maybe it's not. Maybe Ben's just weird like me. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Please leave a review, subscribe, share. We've got some new stuff coming down the pipeline, some amazing guests. So thanks. Have a great weekend. Peace.